Well, the stock market rally continues, although now tech stocks are bouncing back as well, because maybe even with a vaccine, we still want to work from home, which sounds good to me. But this expectation that the world will return to normal soon isn't entirely shared by central banks. Christine Lagarde expects that the ECB is going to have to do more. And the RBNZ yesterday, although shying away from negative rates, are still fairly dovish particularly dovish for a country where the daily infection rates are in single digits like one for example compared to 23,000 in the UK it's Thursday it's the 12th of November 2020 it's the morning call from NAB good morning well, the U.S. dollar is rising this morning. It's up 0.3% on the DXY, with a 0.4% fall in the pound and the euro and the Aussie pretty much in line with the U.S. dollar. But the New Zealand dollar up 0.7%. Stocks have bounced back. The Nasdaq, well, I mean, when I say but they've been obviously rising anyway, but the Nasdaq particularly has bounced back up 2%. The S&P 500 up 0.8% and a 0.2% rise in the Dow. Europe also strong with the FTSE up 1.4%. The Eurostoxx 50 climbing 0.7%. Bonds Climbing incrementally, uh, 10-year treasuries are now up to 0.98%. Aussie 10 years are 0.99%, briefly over 1% on Wednesday, although in Germany and much of Europe, yields are slipping a little. And oil is up a fair bit. Actually, WTI reached $43 earlier. It's now back down to 41.70. But that rise was helped by a, a, a large drop in US crude oil inventories, pushing oil to a level it's not been for several months. And David DeGaris is with us, uh, Direct Economics for Markets at NAB in London. So that hit taken by the tech sector, that was fairly short-lived, wasn't it? Apple and Microsoft both up around 2.5% today. Banks seem to be taking a hit. Small caps, the Russell 2000 down 0.4% this morning. So it looks like there's been a bit of a, a re-evaluation of, uh, you know, maybe, maybe people are thinking, well, life after the vaccine, um, assuming that comes good in the end, maybe life will be will be different. Maybe there will be a change in behaviour. Maybe these tech stocks will, you know, we're still going to be working from home, and the changes are going to be a bit more permanent. Yes. Good morning, Phil. It could be a little bit of that. I think it's been a bit of an inside-out day, hasn't it? After the euphoria at the start of this week with the with the uh, the Pfizer news, so we're seeing equities make some headway today. But as you say, it's being led by by tech stocks. Mm. Um, but but having said that, one stock that is doing particularly well today is Moderna. Now, listeners might know that they're also involved in phase three trials of a, a COVID vaccine. And Dr. Yep. Fauci, who his name is well known <laughs> to anyone who's been following the US administration, um, told an FT Live uh, Global Pharmaceutical Summit today that he'd be surprised if Moderna didn't see a similar degree of efficacy to the um, to the Pfizer BioNTech and they're doing the same synthetic type vaccine so their stocks up 6.86 percent and he says that they'll be looking at their data in coming days in the next week or so so um, right. I, I think that was interesting and just listening also to a um, a, a BBC podcast filled with um, Professor Bell from Oxford University, you know, he's one of the big players in this. And, um, you know, his his comments about um, whether next spring will be different, he's saying yes, 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 which got a lot of news coverage. And he Mm. spoke about how the vaccine news was a a massive step forward. So, I mean, academics tend to be pretty careful and guarded in what they say. So I don't think that news has changed. It's just that Mark is just, you know, doing a little bit of recalibration and having a breather, absolutely.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, the, it has bounced back to tech because Zoom bounced back more than 5% today. Um, you know, it was, mm. They started the year at $67. <laughs> they peaked at 560 and they're around 400 now. Incredible. Yeah, uh, but, it, uh, tech, it is. I think people have still got lots of those things in their calendars, Phil. <laughs> the uh, tech stock's taking a different direction in China, though. Uh, they're pushing ahead with uh, anti-monopoly laws. Uh, they announced draft rules on Tuesday. Alibaba uh, down 10% today, even though it's their singles day, 11th of the 11th, when uh, they you know would normally be pushing mm. ahead in that IPO for the Ant Group as well, of course, you know the largest supposedly the, the largest IPO yes. in history, uh, but uh, just stopped by the regulator. Probably not going to happen for for six months now. Uh, and uh, just while we're on China, another interesting thing: um, officials there saying that um, they are going to have to reassess their targets for the Phase One trade deal. They believe some of them are, are, are unrealistically high. Right. They're willing to make concessions in other areas like market access, yes. intellectual property protection. I guess somewhat predictable, isn't it, that China is now going to be manoeuvring on redoing this deal with the uh, the change of the top job yes, in the United yes, States. Yes, well, you could say it's sensing a change in the administration there, couldn't yeah, you? I think so. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe they'll be a little bit more lenient with us. Now, look, uh, one thing the markets are ignoring, COVID numbers just are getting worse. So where yes. you are in the UK, just past the 50,000 mark for, for fatalities, 595 deaths on Wednesday, the highest since coming off that first peak and more than halfway back to the worst of it. In fact, 23,000 new cases in a day. Mm. It's not looking good, is it? And Christine Lagarde today, um, talking at this uh, ECB uh, forum, Yes. Saying she's concerned as well that we are getting too optimistic about the vaccine and, uh, you know, that the, the, the rising numbers is, is still a concern and the ECB probably needs to do more because of that. Yes, yes. So, as you said, she was speaking to the um, Central Banking Forum, which started today and which will go on tomorrow as well, Phil. So this is the one that's usually held up in the hills behind um, uh, Lisbon at Sintra, right? So yeah. this is yeah. their... Um, ECB's Jackson Hole Summit, in essence. So concerned was certainly what I wrote down and, and heard from her address today. Um, still sounded concerned about the outlook, you know, the socioeconomic effects, labour scarring, discouraged workers, uh, affecting productive capacity. She's not so concerned about the zombification of, um, you know, of, of too much stimulus. You know, you've got to guard the productive capacity of the economy. So the, the question was... What is the ECB going to do about it? And, of course, what she's saying is that um, essentially that, uh, you know, demand is really being constrained by restrictions and behavioural effects and not really by the by interest, interest rates. So they're going to push on with, um, it, it seems, uh, more QE and uh, more refinancing operations, which are yeah. slated at the moment to go into the first half of next year. So, I mean, this is all pretty much signalled at the um, at the last ECB meeting, that they'll they'll announce this formally in December. But that was the message, so signalling that uh, they're not going to go further into negative interest rates. In fact, no, none of the major central banks have actually gone further into negative interest rates since this crisis yeah. has started, which I think is an interesting fact in itself. So. I mean, the euro got a little bit of a kick from that uh, earlier in the day. And um, I think the market took uh, quite an interest in that um, 
in, in those comments there, Phil. So worried about the outlook, but not going further into negative rates. Yeah, we're going to hear more from that uh, from that forum. Andrew Bailey from the Bank of England, who, uh, of course, you know, is also saying that they don't want to go into negative interest rates because he's not quite sure uh, for technical reasons, not sure the IT infrastructure could cope. Uh, and Jerome Powell as well uh, talking there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the RBNZ, another one saying, uh, yeah, we're not uh, we're not going into negative interest rates. So they're meeting yesterday. Um, in fact, there wasn't a lot there, was there really? I mean, forecasts, forward guidance, interest rates, nothing new there. Thanks for showing up, but nothing to say, although they <laughs> they did announce the funding for lending program, which is going to launch in December. Yes, I think again, you might be selling them a little bit short there, Phil. So um, <laughs> I think, you know, what what they uh, they met, um, obviously they've been signalling that they've, that they've been preparing banks for the possibility that rates could go negative if they need to go negative and those preparations and technical discussions and operational issues are still ongoing but they left the cash rate unchanged um, the monetary policy committee agreed that more stimulus is needed and they're going to do this through the um, funding for lending program the FLP program which is going to kick off in December so it's like the reserve bank's term funding scheme, you know, which has been in operation for quite some months now to reduce uh, borrowing costs of financial institutions and ultimately for that to flow through into lending rates for business business and households. So it was interesting from our perspective, Phil, that they reduced their, uh, their forecast for where they think the unemployment rate will get to from 8.1 down to 6.4. Mm. So they actually think the full employment rate in New Zealand is probably closer to 5%. So it's not that far above where they think full employment is. So, I mean, the market sort of uh, has already been tilting back towards not expecting negative rates from the RBNZ in the opening months of next year. And that was pretty much priced out uh, after the meeting. So we did see the Kiwi uh, kick up on the back of that. In fact, it's been probably the best performing G10 currency um, uh, against the US dollar this week, it's up, you know, three quarters of a percent so far yeah. this week. In fact, we don't we don't think that the um, the RBNZ will will, will uh, go down the negative rate path next year. So obviously that's contingent on the on the virus and and how all that unfolds, but not according to these projections. Well, uh, also uh, optimism in Australia as well. The uh, the <coughs> Ghost Pack uh, Melbourne Institute uh, Consumer Sentiment Index. Mm. Uh, il- 11% higher than it was a year ago. It's at 107.7. So that, that, that yes. means there are more op- optimists than pessimists. Yes. So is this going to spill over to retail for Christmas and, and housing <sighs> and, and business investment? Well, you know, it's one of those indicators, you know, confidence doesn't guarantee spending, does it? But oh. um, it, you'd certainly be happier if confidence was up if you're a retailer. So I, I think, you know, we saw that big rise in, uh, in November, early in November, you know, uh, and that happened on the on the heels of the October budget and the new stimulus measures, the extension of JobKeeper and and all that all that other stimulus, and also um, uh, this month, Phil, after the after the Reserve Bank um, cut rates further, and of course, there are very good news coming out of Victoria. So they've had now what twelve days without any new infections. In fact, there's only one. They've only had one new case since um, October the 26th. Um, the hint from Queensland, they'll be opening up their border to Victoria, possibly, quite possibly before Christmas, according to the Queensland um, 
chief health officer there. And as you said, you know, sentiment's way up compared with its uh, long-term average and uh, the best level for seven years. And uh, interest in housing seems to be perking up as well. In fact, Victoria, you know, talk about the case numbers here in the UK. There's only two people in Victorian hospitals with COVID right now. So the contrast couldn't be more stark, could it? It couldn't exactly. So you wonder why you know the the uh, optimism isn't even higher in in Australia. Look, uh, consumer inflation expectations for Australia this morning. We get industrial production numbers for the euro area. Uh, UK GDP for Q three today as well. We we, we know uh, it, it's been growing obviously yes. uh, in in Q three. We we know in August GDP was still nine point two percent below where it was in February before COVID, but it was on the increase. Yes. Uh, in August, of course, it was it was helped by that uh, Eat Out to Help Out scheme. That's finished, of course, for September, and regional lockdown starting to emerge. So is it going to be a rosy picture, do you think? Yeah, I think we, if those numbers are sort of um, lagging reality by three or four months now, aren't they? So um, yeah. September will probably be okay, but October, November could be a little bit bumpy, but um, the market, I think, yeah. will be paying more attention to, uh, to vaccines and so forth and talk here that that could be started to be rolled out here um, before Christmas yeah. even. All right. Well, tomorrow, look, I look forward to Gavin telling us the latest on uh, Brexit developments, given that the uh, the news today was the, the, the deadline for the final deal. The EU final, officials final. are saying now is the final, final one. Yeah, that's right. There'll never be another final except for the next one. Uh, it's going to be the EU summit on the 19th of November, so a little over a week away. Uh, Gavin said we were going to hear news on it this week, so uh, they better pull their finger out. <laughs> gonna, yes, that's one way of putting I'm, it. I'm being mean to Gavin, aren't I? Uh, we'll talk to him tomorrow anyway and find out what the latest is on that. Good to talk. Catch you soon. Will do, Phil. Cheers. I'm only being mean because last week he did say a deal would be announced next week. And uh, maybe that's it. it, it he's going to say the same thing again tomorrow. It's going to be next week. And then next week, it's going to be next week. And so on. That's it for the morning call for today. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. See you again tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Listener.